Hello, and welcome back to the McGuffins podcast. I am one of your co-hosts, John Grass, and I'm here with my other co-host, uh, Nick Boynton. Uh, welcome to the third official episode. Uh, it's been a while since we recorded. Uh, it's pretty late at night, and I've got my second job in the morning, so this might be a bit shorter than the usual episode. Uh, who knows? So We are doing our best with our current schedules and really making time where we otherwise wouldn't have time to make this podcast for you guys. So we really hope you appreciate it and enjoy today's episode. Yeah, I mean, we're recording after closes and then, like I say, most days I get up at five because I have another job. So when I'm not working, I'm usually asleep. Yeah, it's about one o'clock in the morning right now. Uh, a fairly standard time for us to record is just absurd times where we should definitely be asleep. Yeah. But it's the only time that we have time. So we're making it work. Yeah. So this is the third episode, like you said, and today's topic will be weird customers. Now, weird is not meant to be an insult in any way. Now, there are some customers that you can form your own opinions of. Uh, we think that they were weird in a bad way, but there are also some customers that are just kind of quirky, and we were like, oh, that was a fun kind of odd experience. So don't think of weird as these were terrible customers or Karens. It's not that. I mean, we have, I've got a story of someone who was definitely a Karen. But. Yeah. It's just a little bit different kind of people who kind of stick out and we've done something sort of similar to it with our story episode but this is really focused on people and some experiences we've had with people that weren't out of the ordinary in the best way but kind of out of the ordinary and kind of just weird not your average mcdonald's customer yeah let's put it that way nick do you want to go first or should i uh yeah i've got a story all right so this one is a special request uh put in uh, for somebody, uh, and they shared with me a story. So this is this is their story. They told me that they went and they were cleaning the ladies' restroom, and they said that when they went into the ladies' restroom, as soon as they opened the door, they noticed there was just a terrible smell uh, that another customer had kind of reported, and that's why they went in and were cleaning the ladies' restroom. Now. They said they opened up the door to the stall and they realized what that terrible smell was coming from. And if you couldn't guess, it was someone's business, but not where it was supposed to be that just didn't flush. Someone had done their business and then smeared it on the floor. Like, why would someone do that? Yeah, uh, so I guess <laughs> we should have put a warning at the beginning. This may have one or two gross stories like just i think we both have we both have one story that's about crazy experiences in the mcdonald's bathroom so. yeah like when you couldn't think that people could get much more interesting you people. then you then walk into a mcdonald's bathroom and your life changes yeah people <laughs> There's a toilet right there, like, feet away, and you choose to smear it on the floor instead. It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense, and it makes 
Like, why do you do that? What it makes everyone's other customers, our jobs, it makes everyone's day worse. Yeah, and except for you listeners. Yeah, <laughs> it and gives us good this. content. Yeah. Right, it is good ta- content. <laughs> like, I, I just, I know, I know that people are like, well, it's your job to clean up the McDonald's. Well, yeah. Our job is to clean up, like, the average stuff that happens Grease at McDonald's. Grease on the floor, french fries that you dropped. Yeah. You don't have to go out of your way to poop on the floor and then smear it everywhere. Like, the toilet is right there. Who wakes up and chooses to start their day, or end their day, or in their day somewhere, chooses to go to a McDonald's and then just poop on the floor like a wild animal and just smear it everywhere? Yeah, someone really woke up and chose chose violence against yeah, the McDonald's employees. Honestly, like, I don't understand why anyone would ever do that. Who in their right mind says, you know what, today is the day I am going to poop on the McDonald's bathroom floor. Someone else is going to have to clean it up. And I'm not just going to poop on the McDonald's floor. I'm going to smear it into the floor, over the floor, and make them have to clean that. Because we clean that. Yeah, I mean... We're hoping that it's not gross enough for you guys to be visualizing it, but we take no responsibility of what you visualize yeah, during the stories. It, it did get cleaned, you know, very well with bleach, completely disinfected, scrubbed off the floor. Very well cleaned, you know. But at the same time, that McDonald's bathroom floor will never be the same. Yeah. <laughs> like, why would you Why would you do that? That's, uh, so that's I guess, awful. I guess we'll jump into the same person who requested that story also requested this story. Uh, so they are a typical lobby closer, so they see a lot of stuff that us in the grill area or us in the drive-thru don't normally see because they get a lot more customer interaction because they're cleaning up strictly after customers. A lot more stories. Yeah, so not only are they taking their orders, but then they're cleaning up after customers as well. So this coworker was cleaning the men's restroom this time and was in the stall and heard someone did not bother to come out because they didn't want to witness what they were hearing. Heard someone walk into the bathroom, and this person that walked into the bathroom after them was already peeing on the floor as they walked in. That's horrible. Yeah, like he said, it was in. It was completely distinguishable because it didn't sound like anyone was pouring water. It sounded like a a stream of and why would urination you, straight onto the McDonald's bathroom floor. Why would you even be pouring water on a yeah, McDonald's floor? Yeah, there's no reason to do any guess, any depository of liquids onto the McDonald's restroom floor. Yeah, I mean, I guess it's better to pour water on the McDonald's floor than to pee on the McDonald's floor. But, but there's why would zero you do reason either? for either. Yeah. yeah, it makes no sense. Like, what makes you say, you know what? I'm going to pee on the floor. But I think at the point where you've held it in so long on a road trip that you can't make it to the restroom and instead go on the floor, I think you've held it in a little too long. I think you've been driving too long. If you can make it to the bathroom, you can make it a couple more feet to the urinal. Yeah, exactly. It's uh, it's disappointing that this coworker has to, had to witness so many nightmarish events, and for that, we will give him a pat on the back both the next time we work with him. Right. Honestly, uh, there's there's some certain struggles and advantages to working both up front and in grill, but this is definitely one of those things that you have to give respect to your fellow crewmate and realize, oh, man, that would have been rough to have to deal with. Uh, there are ups and downs to everywhere, 
But that is a down I'm happy I don't have to deal with. Exactly. Um, so I guess that concludes the gross portion of weird customers. Uh, now, when we said weird wasn't an insult, that doesn't apply to these customers. Those customers are weird in the worst way and <laughs> should be, will be judged by the Lord above right. in the most <laughs> harsh way. That sounds awfully, <laughs> that's awfully harsh. That's uh, like very serious. I'm spinning facts, Nick. I know, I know. <laughs> that's so. That's like that's kind of metal, you know. When when God asks them at the pearly <laughs> gates why they chose to urinate or do their business on Defecate. the McDonald's restroom floor, and their answer was, "I couldn't make it to the toilet, or I I just chose that." I don't think it'll be a sufficient answer. Yeah, no. I I'd, I'd like to see the the explanation, the response. Yeah, you know where's the logic there? Yeah. Uh, I get having a bad day. I've had a lot of bad days, John, and I can tell you something else. I've never peed or pooped on any floor ever. I mean, maybe when I was a baby, you know, like yeah. diapers. Yeah, but even then, you're in a di- you're containing yourself. You <laughs> right. know better. Exactly. You know, I'm trying. I'm letting my parents know. Doing that goo goo gaga scream. <laughs> yeah, I mean. Yeah. I don't understand where the instinct to revert to primal behavior yeah like comes in especially at a McDonald's like uh-huh. you you walk into a McDonald's and all of a sudden you're like toilets don't exist <laughs> uh, um, what's it called uh, plumbing indoor plumbing doesn't exist yeah you you drive or you walk to the McDonald's and you walk through the front doors and you're probably fine indistinguishable from other guests but secretly deep down inside you're a ravenous wild animal that only is unleashed in the bathroom how do you flip that switch to go from normal person that's walking in through the doors you know indistinguishable and then crawling on all fours and just primal reverted instincts in the bathroom are you even there for food are you on one mission (laughs) right and do you walk back out like a normal person afterwards or do you like like holler like a monkey or did you wash your hands yeah i hope they did yeah that's i mean that requires the most hand to washing. smear it on the floor i hope you... they use their shoe <laughs> do you think they cleaned their shoe you know i'm having trouble stomaching this as we're talking about it right. i don't know how our audience is gonna I am, react. i'm really glad that we mop the floors every night and that we clean it up really well every night yeah uh again we're gonna do everything we can to show support um it's not time for our shameless money plug yet, but if you want to donate to the podcast, we'll make sure he gets some of that money to eventually hire a therapist because that's not something you need to see every day. <laughs> right. There's got to be some repressed sadness that has to come with PTSD. Dealing. Yeah, honestly. that That's pretty close to what it'd have to be. Oh, that is awful. Anyways, uh, I think it's time that we move on to some less gross stories and more interesting stories because that's just primal instinct but there's some things that are a strange mix of primal and civilized instinct that just don't make any sense so now do you have i think since we've been doing one-on-one like you did gross story i did gross story mm-hmm. do you have a karen story because i have a karen story to tell if you don't mind oh i have a karen story all right uh, i think i'll go first on this one yeah that's fair that's fair so I was a fairly new employee. Uh, it was within my first year of working there. I was working days during the summer. It was mostly 6 a.m. to 2 p.m., which honestly, like for your first job, it was my second job actually, but for for my first food service job, that's a rough shift. Like yeah. so getting up at 
5 a.m. for work is never fun, and I do it now after closing. Yeah, that's but, rough. Uh, yeah, no, even back then it was rough because you couldn't stay up late, and it was summer. Yeah, I mean, you have to fight your natural urge to, to have responsibility and grow up. Yeah, so anyway, so I was working the 6 a.m. to 2 p.m. shift. I was mostly on counter because I was like fairly good at lobby cleaning. They They liked me doing detail work. So anyway, I was taking an order on the counter, right? And it seemed like a fairly, fairly stereotypical order. I mean, most orders are sandwiches or nuggets, but or just drinks. This person, we do get occasional people who just order like a meat patty. You can do that. You can order just the meat patty off the sandwiches. So or this, just cups of like pickles or onions. We've had people do that before yeah, too. Yeah, I mean, so this this customer ordered just two quarter pounder patties, the sandwiches we use on any of the quarter pounder sandwiches. Uh, and that was, I think, $2 and something, because our prices have risen tremendously. So it was like $2 and some cents for these two quarter pounder patties. And this customer left out the door with their quarter pounder patties, and it didn't seem to be a problem, right? 15 minutes later, this customer comes in after having eaten the quarter pounder patties. They came in with an empty tray saying they had eaten them. Not saying they had eaten them, but it was pretty obvious. Yeah. Um, they came back in. And they butt to the front of the line, and they're like, I want a refund right now. And I, it was the first, probably, I think it might have been the first time I'd ever been asked for a refund. So I was shaking. I knew I had to get a manager, but I was just like, okay, well, you just cut in front of this line, so I'm going to help the people who were here before you. And she's like, no, I want a refund right now. And like this absolute savage I am, I helped the customers that were there before her anyway, because what right does she have? coming in and interrupting everyone's day. Yeah, I mean... So I help the customers anyway, and she can't do anything about it because if she leaves without her money, she's not getting her money back like she wants. So she has to just wait there till I take care of all the customers that were there before her. Yeah. Um, so anyway, she, I get my manager, and he goes, well, what was the problem? Uh, just so I can maybe fix it for next time or make sure it doesn't happen again. And she uses more explicitives but since this is family friendly she just goes you guys have been screwing me over for years and he goes i'm sorry and she goes yeah no you guys have been screwing me over for years and then as my manager is taking out the two dollars in some sense that she paid in cash um for those meat patties she goes actually no i want ten dollars back and manager goes i can't give you ten dollars for something that costs two dollars and she goes, no, I want $10 back. I'm royalty. Do you know who my father is? I will go talk to my father. Did she and seriously say that? She said she was royalty. Yeah. Oh, that's and insane. so, And so this manager and I are so confused as to what's going on. The manager's like, yeah, fine, I guess. Go get your father. And so she walks out. And this whole time, this manager and I are like, what is happening? We're laughing about it. But at the same time, we're like, Confuse? what is happening? Confused. And maybe a little scared, not because we're actually worried about what her father's going to do, but, like, she seems maybe... Unhinged? Like, unhinged or <laughs> drugged out on something. I don't know. So, anyway, she uh, then comes back as polite as can be, and she goes, I'm sorry, I'd really just like my money back. And it was a complete 180 from how anything had been. So, at first, she was a really nice customer with a normal order, then she's a Karen with who's apparently a princess or a queen or a duchess or whatever royalty she was claiming to be. <laughs> and now she's just back to being a polite customer who had a problem with her order and would like her money back. 
Never told us the problem, by the way. Just that we'd been screwing her over for years and that she deserved $10 for this $2 item. It sounds like she was hungry, wanted to get some food, and needed that $2 for a couple extra influencing substances on the side. Yeah, so then later she comes back into the lobby. So she's been sitting outside this whole time. Uh, she comes back into the lobby. How, how far uh, later? Like, uh... Probably 30 minutes to an hour. 30 minutes to an hour? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. She comes back in the lobby later, and she starts asking people, have you seen my purse? I left my purse here, and it had it had $50 in it, and now I can't find it. And all these customers are going, no. And she's asking them, she's, like, giving them this sob story about how she needs the money. And so she's getting money from these customers. And the whole time we know she's scanning people, but... And panhandling is illegal in Missouri. Like, going around asking for money is actually illegal. Yeah. Especially in a place of business. So, anyway, so I don't really know what happened after that. People were giving her money. Then I go outside because my shift was over and I couldn't drive yet, so my dad was picking me up. So Mm -hmm. I have to sit on the curb. She's sitting on the curb next to me, and, like, all this money that she got from customers is just blowing all over the parking lot because it was a windy day and she wasn't holding it down. And then she asked for my help picking it up, and I just didn't... I pretended like I couldn't hear her, because I was... Obviously, I, that's I a was scam, done. too. I was done. I was done uh, dealing with this woman. You know, you know what probably would have happened? What? You probably would have picked up some of that money, and she probably would have been like, Oh my gosh, you're stealing from me, or I, I demand you give me money for the money that you're trying to take, or say or said something along the lines of I had $50 that blew away this is only $40 when you handed her the cash and been like where's my $10 and then tried to pressure you into $10 she yeah. sounds like a scam artist honestly well, you should have called the police joke would have been on her I didn't I usually didn't bring my wallet to work because I couldn't drive so it wasn't worth me to. and I got free food so it wasn't worth me bringing my wallet to work anyway mm-hmm. no you definitely should have called the police yeah no I, I 100% regret not having our manager call the police like that's not that's not even a karen that's like literally a thief like a robber uh but like honestly not a the terrible person kind. yeah, yeah. Well, the only reason i like call it a karen story is because when she comes in and says her parents are royalty and threatens to tell her dad on us mm-hmm. that, that's such a you know a stereotypical karen, karen i want my money back yeah. let me see the manager yeah. type thing so. honestly it sounds like a scam artist you know yeah like she wasn't very good at it <laughs> yeah i mean people gave her money though so oh well, yeah but not she, she wasn't good at it to us <laughs> yeah well you guys knew what was up but. what place would ever give you ten dollars back for a two dollar item like what place would be that stupid a place that you have at gunpoint but obviously she wasn't packing no <sighs> no uh I'd say my story is less of a scam artist and more of an actual Karen. Yeah, okay. I'm, I'm working at McDonald's, right? Uh, and it's it's nighttime. It's almost close. And we're doing our thing. We're doing business as usual. And we hand out the food. Uh, to this one customer who came through the line, there wasn't that many cars. And they drive away. It's like 15 minutes until we close. They come back, it's like five minutes until we close, about ten minutes later. And they burst in through the lobby, and they demand to speak to a manager because everything in their order was wrong, uh, that kind of thing. They show the receipt, they show the papers, uh, but they don't actually show the food. They just say, I want I want a refund, uh, everything was wrong. Um, but they don't have any like actual proof of it besides the receipt for the food that they bought. 
And so my manager's like, hey, sorry, that receipt's over $50. Even as a manager, we're not supposed to give out receipts unless we see the actual food that's messed up. So that person goes and they call our, our branch manager, you know, because that number is like widely of it. It's in the store for customers and they call the branch manager and they're complaining about the manager, yada, yada, yada. And then they leave the building. And so we go to lock the door because they leave the building and we're close now and they knock on it and they're banging on it and like demanding to be let in so that they can talk to the manager. And my manager was having a really stressful day. Um, and to know that they got reported for following their job and to know that they were probably going to get talked to anyways, even though they're just following the rules that that, that managers at that location had, they go in the office and they break down. The manager does. Like crying breaks down. And so this, this Karen keeps banging on the doors to make me speak to the manager. And I'm like, hey... I tell my manager, I'm like, you sit here, you recover a bit, take some breathers, um, stop crying, wipe your face, get your tears cleaned up, don't let them see you crying, just breathe, relax, because they're hyperventilating, red in the face, I mean, it's bad. So I'm like, you sit here, I'm going to go talk to that customer. And so that customer goes, uh, and they're banging on the door outside, so I go outside. And I'm like, hey, I'm going to have to ask you to stop, I'm going to have to ask you to leave, like we're closed, we don't, we can't do anything for you. You've already called and reported us. You can come back if our branch manager says anything and get your money, you know. And they're like, well, also the app doesn't work that you guys have. And I'm like, well, I can't really fix that for you at this moment in time. You'll just have to mess with it and figure it out learn how to use it first of all you guys no no one in that store knows anything about how the app works like we're yeah. trained on what like what's on the app we're not like trained on like no one in there is a computer engineer that's no, like an expert on the app second yeah. of all you can't use the app anyway you're closed yeah they're like well my app isn't working either and yeah it's just blowing up about how they were scammed $50 for an order that was messed up and how their app doesn't work and it's our fault since we work at that McDonald's we need to manage the app better so that it can be used more efficiently and just blowing up on me about how uh, they want my name and they want my manager's name and they're they're going to call the number uh, that goes to the branch manager and have it all reported and I'm like okay you can have it reported here's the number here's my name here's my manager's name but you need to leave and they just refuse to leave, and I, I'm going to go back inside, and they try to follow me in, and they're banging on the door, and they're like, I demand to speak to the manager. And I'm like, my manager is busy right now. I was sent out here. You can talk to me. My manager is really, really busy. We're closed right now. They're trying to get stuff done that they need to get done as per their job. Uh, this is my job. What can I address your problem? And they're like, well, no, I need to speak to your manager for the app that's being broken and for the money that was scammed. And I was like, you already did. I'm talking to you now, and I'm asking you to leave because there's nothing we can do for you. And this goes on for like 30, 45 minutes, right? After we're already closed. After 10 minutes, I would have called have the cops. I, I should have. I should have. But then my manager comes out. And they had taken some time to recover themselves. They're still 
they're still really stressed out. Like my manager was going through way more stuff than they should have been. And to have that person make their night worse was just awful. You know, I wasn't even that close to the manager. Uh, indeed, there were moments where I was the opposite of close with that manager. But to see how stressed out my manager was and to know how stressed out they were and then to see a customer just completely derail them, even I, who wasn't all that close to the manager, got protective of that manager and like gave them a hug, told them to sit down in the office and breathe for a second, and then went out there to handle that just rabid customer who was just screaming and yelling and demanding to see the manager, demanding to get $50, demanding that we fix the app on her phone, demanding, and well, I just kept asking her to leave. She didn't leave. So my manager comes out there, and this was after my manager had taken a second to recover. And she goes out there, and within like five or ten minutes, you know, the customer had already re-stressed my manager back to like needing to go inside. But my manager sits out there. It's like 50 minutes now that we've been dealing with this customer. And finally, my manager's like, listen, this is my name. You can, you can do this. I have to go. And for whatever reason... At that moment, the customer just flips a switch, and they're like, well, th that's my name, too. Uh, it's okay. We can deal with it later. Uh, I just work right over there across the street at this location. It'll be fine. you know." And I'm just like, excuse me? And they're like, I just wanted to talk to the manager. And I'm like, you talked to the manager earlier. And I told you the manager was busy, and so you've had you've had them get you've had them drag themselves out here to address you after they've already talked to you, and you've stressed them out to the point that they were crying in the office in the manager office. And I was just so done with that customer at that moment in time, and I will never forget how much of a Karen that person was because I wanted to physically escort them off the premises as I very easily could have because we sat out there for in the end it was like an hour before they actually left yeah. and my goodness my 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 uh my manager got talked to about it their big fear was that they were going to be fired for following the rules and all they got was talked to about it, and they got talked to about addressing the situation better, things like that. I never actually got talked to about it, um, even though I was kind of like taking that role of a manager when I wasn't. I'm pretty sure that's against some of the rules, but I did it anyways because I figured it might be better if I went out there and handled that rabid, feral Karen than if my super stressed out, like already crying manager did. Uh, and I didn't get in trouble for it or even talked to, so I guess they agreed uh, with my assessment of the situation and my reaction. Uh, but they did talk to her about staying calm and, like, in one ear, out one earing the customers and kind of just ignoring their rabid intensity. Um, and I think that it was good for her to not get fired 
because that was the primary concern was that they were going to lose their job in a really stressful time. Uh, and so after that all happened, I think it really like reinforced their strength in the rules and kind of like calmed them down a lot when they didn't get fired, but they did get talked to to let them know that they were okay and that everything was fine. I think that was a really good reaction from the upper tier management uh, to a rabid customer, but that is the most tyrannistic customer I've ever had to deal with. Goodness. Yeah, I just... Even once they start being polite, it's hard to like them after that. Yeah. It's uh, it's impossible to like them after that. Yeah, 50. You've spent, you've spent so much time being this horrible person to people who just work there. And, yeah, we make mistakes, but you haven't, like... Oh. Like, the burden of proof is, like, technically on us. Like, if you come in with one sandwich, we're not going to need to see it. We'll just remake it for you, even if you are lying. But $50 worth of sandwiches, the burden of proof is on you that we messed it up. So yeah, the, after being such a horrible person to these McDonald's employees and you still haven't, like, shown proof that you're – even after you flip a switch and you're polite and you're cord, cordial, you that are five not minutes, welcome there. Yeah. That uh-huh. five minutes of being nice before you leave does not make up for the 50 to 55 minutes that you literally – were so rude and so stressful that you caused a manager to break down and cry. Yeah. That's not okay. And I promise you when you left, and and I hope this customer hears it, even though they probably won't even know who I'm talking about because they probably do it on a daily basis <laughs> and they've probably already forgotten about it. But I hope you know when we when you left it was the happiest moment that anybody in that store had ever had up until that day because you were that awful of a person that you literally broke someone down to tears who was already in a really rough position. Yeah, but on the flip side, thank you for the content. Anyways, we do have some more positive news uh, regarding the support that we have received on this podcast. John, would you care to give some shout-outs? Um, if you listened to the last episode of the McGuffin Podcast, episode two, uh, if it was like a solid worth work ethic, more or less. Um, we had a another shameless money plug in the middle with a catch. If you donated $10, you were entered into a drawing for a one-of-a-kind McGuffin's t-shirt, only if we reached a goal of $100 altogether. We did reach that goal. We hit $110, and that was thanks to two people. Thank you incredibly to Patrick Kelly for the $100 uh, donation. You are an a absolute, mad lad. You are an absolute mad lad and an absolute MacGuffin supporter. And so, uh, thank you to Luke Ropey for your donation as well. Uh, since we decided that it wouldn't be quite balanced to give Patrick 10, 10 entries and Luke 1, and then also there's still a possibility that even if Patrick donated $100, he doesn't get a shirt. We are making two shirts that are exactly the same, but the signatures that we put on them will be a little bit different. We'll sign our more more fun and uh, not so serious names Big Sexy John and Thickless Nicholas on Patrick's shirt and we will sign just our normal names on Luke Ropey's shirt but thank you guys so much for the support $110 was more than we expected to get we didn't know if we were going to hit the goal or not Honestly, and thanks to 
one person and two, we uh, achieved that goal and exceeded it. So uh, we will get your sizes and we will uh, communicate more with you when those shirts are expected to get in. Uh, we have two more shout outs to do that were not necessarily money support given, but they were generous donations anyway. Thank you so much to Cooper Woods for donating uh, better sound dampening equipment. We don't have it yet, but uh, he has donated foam uh, pads for, for recording so that we can put them up in this car that we're recording and hopefully get uh, even less echo than we have now with the blankets. Uh, and thank you to Alex Prindle so much for doing an amazing um, drawing for potentially new cover art and if you guys want future merch like shirts uh, so he has done an excellent job with this drawing that he's done and he has another one possibly more coming that will be the new uh, cover art for the podcast and on shirts in the future if you guys want Honestly, the level of creativity that he has regarding all of the designs featuring the MacGuffins is incredible. And his artistic ability, the way he puts all of those designs, like his creativity and his artistic ability are just amazing. Uh, he makes really unique, creative, inspired designs, and he puts them together in such a beautiful way. We just have to say thank you for your effort in helping us have a good look. Yes. Uh, so anyway, once again, thank you to Patrick Kelly, Luke Ropey, Alex Prindle, and Cooper Woods for all of your support. Thank you to all of you guys for your support. Even if it's not money or items, the positive feedback helps so much. This is a podcast we started on a whim with yeah. no idea how much support it would get, how many listeners it would get. And we are far exceeding expectations on the support we got and the love feels really good. Every time that I talk to someone, uh, no, I don't even talk to people about the podcast anymore. People come up and they're like, that episode was amazing. It was great. Uh, even here recently, someone was like, yeah, I listened to episode two about interacting with the customers in a fun, positive way. I was given fist bumps today. It felt so good. I have crazy energy now. I'm super happy. It's kind of weird. I'm kind of scared, but it feels great. I've been giving fist bumps, and it's amazing. I love it. It makes the customers so happy. It's been making me happy. Uh, and I love hearing that our podcast is making positive differences or simply that people are just enjoying listening to our content because as a content creator, that's like you love what we are putting out there. That's like yeah. loving a part of us. It's nice. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know if I've said this in another episode or if it was off the record, but I've had this, like, creative itch to do something, create something for a long time now, and I didn't know what it was uh, until I found this podcast, and it was just, like like we said, an on-the-whim thing where we had no idea what was in store, but then any time we get positive feedback for it, it's such such an uplifting experience, even if I'm having the worst day I've had in a while that one sentence like I love the newest episode or you guys are hilarious on the podcast it so, means so much so keep any support you guys have coming uh, we'll try to get the best content out to you guys and uh, another way you can help is again if you like you can donate money to my Venmo here's Johnny 35 you I'm not gonna spell it out again but you can look up Jonathan Grass because it's connected to my Facebook 
Uh, you can Venmo me at Here's Johnny 35, and then also any support you guys want to show by spreading the news about the podcast, telling people to listen to it, recommending episodes, and then to help us get future sponsors in the in the future, so that we don't have to keep asking you for money. If you can download the new episodes, even if you don't listen to them, or even if you don't re-listen to them, if you can download them, that'd be a huge help. Yeah, they do look to the number of downloads to eligibility for sponsorships, and it would definitely help if you guys showed Spotify, basically, that you appreciate our content and that uh, it is worth sponsoring because people are liking it so much that they download it. Yeah. I made that one announcement on my Snapchat, and that's not even all the listeners we have, and I got like 116 downloads right after I asked, so that was amazing, so thank you guys so much. Mm-hmm. Thank you for all you do, and we'll get back to the episode now. Alright, so for uh, my last story about weird, crazy customers, um, these customers were as nice as can be, so they're not weird in the bad way, but at the same time, I do have it's two stories actually because they're both about the weirdest orders in my opinion that I've gotten or the most memorable orders anyway so uh, again it was early on in my McDonald's career uh, and so it was it's crazy that I still remember it but it was just this one guy came in and I don't know if any of you guys know we put like like dehydrated onions we like put them in water and so they're like rehydrated. I don't know if that's the right term, but we put them on like hamburgers and McDoubles. And so this guy came in and he was like, you know, the onions you guys put on the sandwiches. I was like, yeah, the, do you want the dehydrated onions or the slivered onions? Cause we put like actual like slices of onions on bigger sandwiches, like the quarter pounders. So he's like, I was like, do you want the dehydrated onions, the diced onions or the slivered onions? And he said, Oh, the, the dehydrated onions, the smaller ones. He's like, I need uh, a cup full of those and a spoon. And I was like, like, oh, okay. So I got him like an ice cream cup, like the ones we put ice cream in. I filled it with dehydrated onions and a spoon. And the craziest part about that was I had no idea how to ring that in. That is like we talked about earlier. You can get like cups of sauce or cups of, but the bigger than a cup of like the price normally. And so we just let him have it because we had no idea what to charge him for. And so that was like one of the most memorable but odd orders I've ever had. He was super nice about it. He said, yeah, I know it's an unusual request. I was like, yeah, it is. (laughs) You'd either have to charge him for as many cups as it took to fill the Sunday, or just charge him for like a Sunday sub onions. Yeah. Uh, I'm not one to generally shame people for their eating habits. And I know I said these customers weren't weird in a bad way, but I will say that man will have some stanky breath. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't even go so far as to say that, but why onions? You know, I prefer the pickles. I'd understand if it was a, a, a Sunday jar yeah. full of pickles. Yeah. You know, just snack on those. Onions is not my first choice. No. And eating them with a spoon, that's a bold choice. That's yeah. like you're eating ice cream. Are you eating... Like, you're substituting an ice cream sundae for a ice cream sundae cup full of onions. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty brave, yeah. honestly. So, speaking of ice cream sundaes, that actually transitions well into my second story about the weirdest, most memorable order I've had. 
So these people called in like really good customers ahead of time that they were going to have a big order, but it was strictly going to be ice cream. I don't know if it was for like a park event. I can't remember the details, but they ordered, I don't remember if it was one, if it was exactly 100 or over a hundred, uh, plain ice cream sundaes, like not, not hot fudge or hot caramel, just plain ice cream in a cup sundaes. And they weren't going to be there for a while. So we had to make them. And instead of putting the normal lids on them, we put like flat lids on them so they would stack and then we put them in a box and put them in the freezer so they'd keep cold so this whole time we're functioning as a normal McDonald's restaurant running out orders and stuff we had to call in an extra person uh, because we had to take someone completely off the floor to make a hundred or over a hundred ice cream sundaes and for our ice cream machine like that's a lot because eventually the machine starts like overheating it doesn't dis dispense as well and they I'm assuming they probably had to fill the the ice cream machine with the ice cream mix uh, in the middle of it because that was probably really draining on the machine so anyway that was just I mean that's a lot crazy of ice order. Cream. yeah no we had to again we had to put an extra person on the clock just to make ice cream sundaes yeah that's that's a lot of ice cream they definitely had to fill that at least one time and I want to know how much it was because I think our ice cream sundaes used to be just like plain ice cream sundaes used to just be a dollar so i don't remember if it was before or after the prices went up but i mean that's still even like for a dollar item you're spending over a hundred dollars on dollar item yeah where did they where did they put it all like how did they keep it cool during transportation from our mcdonald's to whatever they were i don't know if it was a birthday party i have no idea that is a really big birthday party someone is yeah. really popular yeah or they think they're really popular <laughs> way over ordered and we'll have so much extra ice cream where are you going to put it what if they were just big ice cream enthusiasts and they just really had an urge soft serve ice cream it's probably no it'd definitely be more expensive than just buying a bunch of tubs at a store yeah I don't know but I, I never saw the ice cream again because I, I was honestly I don't think I was off like soon after they were made I think I was off before they had still like not even come in to collect the ice cream sundaes like it was that far ahead they called in advance which we appreciate a lot it was just yeah crazy yeah. i i don't have any order that even comes close to rivaling a hundred ice cream and only plain ice cream sundaes i know we had that order the other day that was like 217 dollars worth of food I took a picture of it, and the receipt was like, oh, man, it was so long. It was at least, like, two, three feet long. They staple, or they uh, tacked it up to the wall in the grill area. I Did saw you that. see that? Yeah. It was, like... Is it still there? So... No, I don't think it's still there. I think someone removed it, but it was so long. I got a picture of it. It was so long, and it was, like, over $200. I can't tell you everything that was on the order by heart uh, or by memory. It's not as easy to remember as a hundred ice cream sundaes, but that is still just an insane amount of food. Um, while I don't have any like specific orders that I can remember that are crazy, I do have a slightly different crazy customer story. Um, at a McDonald's that I've worked at, uh, I was working up front, uh, and talking to customers, taking their orders, cleaning up after them. And this this couple comes in, and for whatever reason, their kids climb up on our tables 
and you just start like running and jumping across our tables and like on our tables and I'm taking the parents order and they're ordering and in the meantime I'm just watching their kids just run and jump across our tables free wild little animals and they're just having a great time and I, I you know I know it's like some sort of safety hazard but how am I gonna like stop that you know I was relatively new and they're just doing their thing so I just took their orders and then after they took their orders they went and they grabbed their kids and they basically just like told them sit you know and I I went afterwards and I was wiping the tables and uh, a manager came over and they're like did you see that and I'm like yeah yeah I saw that I was like I'm wiping these uh, shoe prints off the tables look this is at least a size 3 you know wiping it off uh, and then we made a little joke out of it and anytime that we saw a footprint like uh, of a boot of a shoe I'd be like oh yep that's a size 10 men's Nike <laughs> you know and just ah <laughs> uh. Sports edition to see if I could like wrangle out what the shoe was uh, because I was I had to clean shoe prints off of our tables from these little kids that were just jumping around them you know yeah that's a nice I mean that's a nice uh, way to end transitioning back to weird in a bad way yeah I mean it wasn't even that terrible the shoe prints came off like really easily yeah just but it was kind of just like why are you letting your kids jump around all over the tables that they could very easily like fall off of that was my primary concern i mean it's not only a like a safety hazard for your kids but also you gotta understand like if we can't get to the tables to clean them because like if we somehow get really busy and we can't get to those tables to clean them right away it becomes a sanitation hazard too yeah and you see if like a kid had fallen off the table you know like they could have got hurt yeah like severely are we to blame? It's a hard floor. Or are the parents to blame? It's a it, hard tile floor. It is. And like corner tables. Yeah. If they had like missed the, or if they slipped from the jump of one of the tables and just like. And trust me, if you land on the chairs, they're not saving you. Not like they'll break easy, but they slide across that floor like no other. It'll hurt. Yeah. It'll hurt. And I was just like, what, what are you doing as a parent that you let your kids just do this? Yeah. I mean, at least they didn't, like, once they realized what their kids were doing, they didn't let them continue. They, like, told them to sit once they, like, turned around and saw it. But uh, they they had, like, they had turned around, seen oh, their kids doing uh, that. Never mind. Just <laughs> let them keep doing it, took the order, finished it. And then, like, when they told their kids to sit, they, like, told their kids to sit, wrapped their arm around the kid, like, like, one arm around the kid, the other arm around the kid. It was a couple with two kids. Both of them wrapped, like, one arm around the kid and was, like, sitting next to him on this little bench that we had, just kind of holding the little rascals. Uh, and I'm just like, how do one of you not take the order and then at least have the other one stop it as soon as you notice it? Yeah, you got two arms. Yeah. Not like you need both of you. It's two people, you know, with two kids. One of the parents could have easily gone and grabbed the two kids while the other one finished the orders, but they just waited and what if the kid what if the kid had fallen or something i was just like are yeah, you that's not on us like i like you like if they tried know. to sue mcdonald's that'd be such a that'd be so bad if they want like such a bad <laughs> i was like how are these parents like how are these kids still like kicking you know what what else do these parents let these kids do i'm sure the whoever reviews i don't know how often they review the cameras or are watching the cameras i'm sure if they happen to be watching the cameras at that moment it made whoever was doing that laugh yeah they're just like what is going on or extremely terrified if there'd be a lawsuit because the kids fell but i don't know how it'd be our fault but somehow 
I mean, it would have happened. Yeah, somehow customers are always right, even in the legal system. Very luckily, no kids fell. No yeah. kids were harmed in the production of this podcast. Podcast, <laughs> but they could have been. Maybe we haven't told all our stories yet. So right. Well, yeah, <laughs> that's really messed up. That's kind of dark. <laughs> I mean, what I a don't. Cliff- I don't. Cliffhanger. Yeah. Yeah. What a cliffhanger. Uh, books great when they end on a cliffhanger. Let's see if podcasts are the same way. Yeah. So, uh, we'll leave it at this. You don't know how many kids were harmed in the making of this podcast. Not in the past, but in the future of stories we haven't told. <laughs> we'll leave it there. Yeah. So, you know, if you want to find out uh, if the kids were harmed in the making of more podcast episodes, uh, tune in next time on Spotify. Download our videos. Support us uh, so that less kids are harmed in the future. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you guys give us money, we don't have to hurt as many kids. <laughs> <laughs> right. This sounds really aggressive. We're not hurting the kids. Yeah, we're just, we can we're tell the stories them. of kids maybe or maybe not getting hurt. Right. This is like kind of, this is kind of awful of us. I don't think it's awful of us. Right. We can't. We can't control how many kids get hurt at McDonald's. Right. So I think that is. They shouldn't great... have taken Ronald McDonald out Ooh. if they wanted it to be a kid-friendly place. That's true. That's true. All right. So uh, thank you guys for listening to episode three again. Thank you guys for all the support, and uh, I think this was a good episode. Honestly, me too. Yeah, I'm really happy with this one. Yeah. Uh, I think the cliffhanger is great. Our, our listeners are wonderful. Thank you for all the support, guys. Uh, we're not actually hurting kids. Uh, but we might have some stories possibly of kids getting hurt in where our, kids where we witnessed did it. get hurt. Uh, tune into more episodes, and maybe you can find out of some of the instant karma where uh, people did get hurt for acting a fool. Uh, from little kids to full-grown adults, people that just kind of paid their karma price at the our McDonald's. Yep. All right. Well, thank you guys again, and we'll see you next time on the McGuffins podcast.